You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News and Naturopathy Earth Radio. I hope you're doing well today. Before we begin talking about aspartame, let's talk about some important stuff. My website's naturopathicearth.com. Go check it out. I have hundreds of articles and food recipes there. Recently this week, I wrote a recipe on strawberry ice cream that is non-dairy that uses coconut cream and it uses strawberries and peaches and it uses cauliflower. So I have three cauliflower ice cream recipes on the website. One for vanilla, one for chocolate, one for strawberries. Very Neapolitan. So that article is up there. I also have one on stuffed bell peppers full of sausage recipe. Another keto. So I got some keto recipes. So go check it out. Also, of course, if you're interested in funding our enterprise, please donate some money to Patreon. The, the link is in the episode notes of this episode. It would really mean a lot, guys. You come, you keep coming back to this to listen to it. All I ask is a dollar, five dollars, one-time contribution, a dollar a month, whatever, to help defray the costs of this enterprise. Because I am not an accountant. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor. I am a teacher. And I recently heard that Manny Machado... A baseball player for who who plays or is going to play for the San Diego Padres just got three hundred million dollar contract for ten years. Three hundred million. What does that tell you about society where we're willing to give three hundred million dollars to one athlete when social workers get paid crap and baseball and baseball players don't and, and police officers and, and teachers and cops and all these other people don't get paid anything and they have a much more meaningful impact on your life and the lives of people and in and, and your children and, and, and future generations. But a baseball player can get $300 million. That's more than like the GDP of Burkina Faso. So consider doing that. Also, please purchase my Confessions of an Obese Child ebook. It's on Amazon Kindle or Barnes & Noble Nook for only $2.99. I talk about my history, some of the traumatic events that happened to me as a child, and then how I lost the weight. So please consider that. If you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free. Also, if you're interested in buying something from Amazon and who isn't, check out that episode I have on the 11 signs that you might be an Amazon shopping addict. But please go through one of the links on my website. You'll either see a hypertext link of an item, a food item, or you'll see an Amazon picture. Click on that. Anything that you purchase within the next 24 hours, I get a small 2% commission at no expense to you at all. And it doesn't have to be the item that is linked or shown. It can just, you just go through that link Get on the Amazon, buy your dishware, and I get 2% of that. So those are three things that you can do. As always, I am a paleo-inspired holistic health coach. If you need some help cleaning up your life of toxins or if you just want to lose weight, contact me. As you know, I've kept my weight off for almost 28 years. My anniversary is coming up in two months. All right, so let's talk about aspartame.
Okay, so why are we doing an episode on aspartame? Oh, I've been wanting to do an episode on aspartame, oh, probably 20-something years. And by no means is this episode going to do justice to the horrific toxin that is aspartame. I've been ingesting aspartame since I was a young child because back in the 80s, we thought back then that sugar um, is bad for us. We knew that it, it, it causes weight gain. But back then, we had the paradigm that sugar was bad for us, but carbs weren't. That's why we had the food pyramid that recommended we eat 6 to 11 servings of bread and grains a day and not a lot of fat. So we were in that low-fat, high-carb paradigm, which many people from my generation still adhere to. That's why people still buy skim milk, for example, or low-fat yogurt. So I've been ingesting aspartame for a long, long, long time, and it's been around for a long time, and it has a very, very shady history that many of you don't know about, and that's why I wanted to talk about this. So first of all, what foods have aspartame? Well, the most common food is going to be the diet sodas. Now, a lot of the diet sodas, originally the diet sodas were laced with aspartame. Now they're moving away from it, and most of them are using acesulfan potassium, which is a super sweet artificial sweetener. So if you look at your Coke or Pepsi, depending on which one it is, it might have acesulfan potassium, but it might not have aspartame. But a lot of them still have aspartame as well. Aspartame, by the way, its brand name is NutraSweet. Okay, NutraSweet. So where else can you find it? You can find it in juice beverages like Sunny D. You can find it in gelatin. You can find it in cocoa mixes. The other area that it's pretty much dominated is gum. I have that episode on the dangers of chewing gum. And in the old days, chewing gum was made with sugar. And really, they phased all those out. It's very hard to find sugar-laced gum. And now all of them are laced with aspartame. Some of them will have aspartame and xylitol. Xylitol is actually good for your oral health. Uh, but not when it's mixed with aspartame. So most of the gums you need to avoid because 90% of them have aspartame in it. So just throw those out and buy some xylitol-only gum, what we call organic gum. I'll put a link or an Amazon picture on on the episode notes where you can go buy some um, organic gum because it doesn't have aspartame. Other places, shake mixes like the NutraSweet shake mixes. Tabletop sweeteners, of course. You can find those packets at any restaurant. Tea beverages, instant tea, topping mixes, yogurt is the other big one, milk drinks. It's found in over 6,000 products that are often labeled as sugar-free or diet products. All right. So aspartame's tainted history of approval and potentially toxic ingredients cast serious doubt on the safety of this sugar substitute. Furthermore, aspartame might actually increase your appetite and risk for weight gain. The reason for this is pretty is simple to understand. We have like a, a regulatory system when it comes to sweets. So when you ingest too much sweets, the body will send a message to you to be like, whoa, that's way too much sweets. You, you got to stop. And so the, the sweet tooth has been satiated. When you eat or drink a lot of uh, items with aspartame, that regulatory system is never really turned on because it's not real sugar. And so you can drink all these Diet Cokes and it doesn't satisfy your sweet tooth, so you continue to eat more sweet foods, in addition to the fact that aspartame leads to diabetes and weight gain in itself. But that's one of the issues for it. All right, so let's talk about some of the side effects of aspartame. The components of aspartame can lead to a wide variety of ailments. I'm I'm gleaning off Mercola, which is one of the ancient clean eating websites. Some of these problems occur gradually, while others are immediate acute reactions. 
Aspartame is essentially made up of aspartic acid and phenylalanine. The latter, phenylalanine, has been synthetically altered to carry a methyl group, which is responsible for aspartame's sweet taste. The phenylalanine methyl bond, called methyl ester, allows the methyl group on the phenylalanine to easily break off and form methanol. In fruits and vegetables, methanol is bonded to a fiber called pectin that allows it to be safely passed through your digestive tract. However, in aspartame, methanol is not bonded into anything that can help eliminate it from the body. And that's why it's okay in fruits and vegetables. But I didn't know actually fruits and vegetables had methanol. Once inside your body, the methanol is converted by alcohol dehydrogenase enzyme, ADH, into formaldehyde. All right. We love formaldehyde, a known class one cancer causer carcinogen that we use to stuff dead bodies with. And it's also incidentally found as an adjuvant in most vaccines, which can wreak havoc on your DNA and sensitive proteins. All animals except humans possess the ability to break down methanol into formic acid. A few of the many disorders associated with aspartame. All right, so let's knock some of these puppies out. Let's see how many of these you want to get. All right, the first one, cancer. Yeah, we've known about this for some time, brain cancer in particular. In 1981, in 1981, an FDA statistician stated that, that the brain tumor data on aspartame was so worrisome that he could not recommend approval of NutraSweet, which is aspartame. In a two-year study conducted by the manufacturer of aspartame, 12 of 320 rats fed a normal diet and aspartame developed brain tumors while none of the control rats developed tumors. Those are the ones who weren't getting aspartame. And five of the 12 tumors were in rats given a low dose of aspartame. The approval of aspartame was a violation of the Delaney Amendment, which was supposed to prevent cancer-causing substances such as methanol slash formaldehyde and DKP from entering our food supply. Well, they did a shitty job, didn't they, in the Delaney Amendment, because how many, how many things are in our food that are cancer-causers? I mean, God, just go back and listen to all the episodes. A late FDA toxicologist testified before the U.S. Congress that aspartame was capable of producing brain tumors. Yeah, he's a late FDA guy because they killed him. This made it illegal for the FDA to set an allowable daily intake at any level. He stated in his testimony that Searle's study, Searle was the company that originally discovered it. Searle's, uh, by the way, Searle's CEO was the venerable Donald Rumsfeld, played by Steve Carell in the, in the most recent movie Vice. Donald Rumsfeld, if you don't remember, was Baby Bush's Secretary of Defense. Revolving door in politics, baby. He was the CEO. Small world, right? Searle's study were to, quote, a large extent unreliable. Searle studies that aspartame was healthy. And, quote, at least one of those studies is established beyond a reasonable doubt that aspartame is capable of inducing brain tumors in animals. Oh, well, we're not rats. Yeah, but we're all mammals. He concluded his testimony by asking, quote, what is the reason for the apparent refusal by the FDA to invoke for this food additive the so-called Delaney Amendment to the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act to prevent cancer causers from being in the market? And if the FDA itself elects to violate the law, who is left to protect the health of the public? Good question, now dead FDA toxicologist. Did you die in a mysterious car accident? 
In the mid-1970s, it was discovered that the manufacture of aspartame falsified studies in several ways. Shocking. Shocking. Big food, big medicine, big pharma, falsifying evidence to suppress the fact that their item is bad for us. No way. One of the techniques was to cut tumors out of the test animals and put them back in the study. Oh, that's smart. They just had a little scar, right? Who cares? They're mice. Only PETA would care. Another technique used to falsify studies was to list animals that had actually died as surviving the study. Is that like, like having dead people on the voting rolls like in 1960 Chicago to get Kennedy elected? Thus, the data on brain tumors was likely worse than discussed above. In addition, a former employee of the manufacturer of aspartame told the FDA on July 13, 1977, that the particles of DKP, that's one of those, those ingredients that it breaks down into, were so large that the rats could discriminate between DKP and their normal diet. All right, so look, this is one of the classic issues with aspartame, is that it leads to brain tumors in rats. Does it lead to brain tumors in humans? Well, well, we're not humans. You know, it's just like the whole genetically modified rat study. How we love the we love these rats. There was a study done on uh, in France where we just gave rats who normally live about two years just genetically modified uh, feed, corn feed, their whole life from birth, and they all died within six months. They had horrific tumors. And you can go find this video on YouTube. These, you know, no one likes rats, but these poor rats had gigantic tumors. It was very sad. And then you can watch the rat autopsy, which was actually kind of neat. So, yeah, so the question is, well, if, if GMO, a pure GMO dies doing the rats, what's it doing to us? And then the proponents be, oh, GMO save. Oh. But, of course, we eat it every day. It's accumulated, just like with aspartame, just like with cell phone radiation, just like with paraben, just like with everything, fluoride, where they say, oh, it doesn't hurt you. But, of course, there's no longitudinal 60-year studies of the exposure to it to us. So, yeah, that's one of the issues with aspartame that you need to be worried about. But it's no biggie. It's just cancer, right? Wait, if you don't pick door number one, you got door number two. What's door number two? Birth defects. A study funded by Monsanto, the most benign, benevolent, angelic company of all time, to study birth defects caused by consuming aspartame was cut off after preliminary data showed damaging information about aspartame. What? And additionally, in the book called While Waiting, a Prenatal Guidebook, it is stated that aspartame is suspected of causing brain damage in sensitive individuals. A fetus may be at risk for these effects. Some research has suggested that high doses of aspartame may be associated with problems ranging from dizziness and subtle brain changes to mental retardation. Yay. This reminds me, uh, we used to, oh, the, the government, used to inject plutonium into pregnant women. You can look this up. Just Google it. This is back in the 20s and 30s, back when we were trying to figure out if plutonium was bad. I don't know. I'm sure we knew it was bad. Uh, but we used to do that to unsuspecting, unconsenting women, pregnant women, just to see what the effective would be in injecting plutonium into pregnant women. It's horrific. So look, we've talked about this for a lot of things with, with teratogens. Birth defects are called teratogens. When you're pregnant, we did that episode on not being on antidepressants, how antidepressants, taking antidepressants while you're pregnant can possibly lead to autism and other problems. We know you need to eat the cleanest of the cleanest diets when you are pregnant. Get Just don't eat a lot of middle aisle foods, especially the ones that are fake, like 
all the preservative laden foods, the food dyes, and of course the artificial sweeteners. Because again, it, this is your baby, and and not even if it leads to neurological problems, but again, facial symmetry can be distorted, and we want your child to be beautiful. I am beautiful, no matter what they say. Words can't bring me down. So if you take too much aspartame, your kid's going to start singing Christina Aguilera to you. All right, another reason you want to avoid aspartame, diabetes. The American Diabetes Association is actually recommending this chemical poison to be to persons with diabetes. Yes, but according to research conducted by diabetes specialists, aspartame will lead to the precipitation of clinical diabetes, causes poor diabetic control in diabetics on insulin or oral drugs, and that glucophage won't work as well, that metformin, leads to the aggravation of diabetic complications such as retinopathy, that's an eye problem, cataracts, eye problem, neuropathy, nervous system problem, and gastroparesis, that's when you can't really push food through your stomach, and also causes convulsions, hey, convulsions. In a statement concerning the use of products containing aspartame by persons with diabetes and hypoglycemia, the researcher says, quote, Unfortunately, many patients in my practice and others seen in consultation develop serious metabolic, neurologic, and other complications that could be specifically attributed to using aspartame products. This was evidenced by the loss of diabetic control, the intensification of hypoglycemia, the occurrence of presumed insulin reactions, including convulsions, that proved to be aspartame's reactions, and the precipitation, aggravation, and simulation of diabetic complications including impaired vision and neuropathy. Dramatic improvements of such features after avoiding aspartame and the prompt predictable reoccurrence of these problems when the patient resumed aspartame products knowingly or inadvertently. Close quote. Another researcher stated that excitotoxins such as those found in aspartame can precipitate diabetes in persons who are genetically susceptible to the disease. Okay, so we know that diabetes has skyrocketed and it's it's i would not say it's because of aspartame per se it's more because of just the the inverted food pyramid which has turned us into an inverted food pyramid we look like pyramids right it's just too much sugar carbs refined food and crap so if if a diabetic goes to an endocrinologist they'll say you know drink diet coke right and and they've been saying this for 40 years now now all endocrinologists are saying this now because they're actually reading multiple studies about how Artificial sweeteners are horrific for diabetics. But if you find a diabetic, they'll be, they'll continue to think that they should be drinking this. My 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 ex-wife's mom, so my former mother-in-law, she had really bad diabetes. And she never controlled it. She would rarely ever check her blood sugar. And so your blood sugar needs to be around 100. Her blood sugar was like 220, 230, 300, pretty much every day. And she was just, you know, convinced that she needed to drink drinks that had artificial sweeteners and i would tell her no these are very bad for you very bad for you also my mother who's still living now so my my ex-wife's mother-in-law or my ex-wife's mother's dead she died of complications of diabetes my mother she loves she'll still get sugar-free ice cream and she'll still get those flavored water this is another one i didn't mention that's very popular that has it so you can go to walmart or wherever and get the, the water that's blueberry flavored raspberry flavored and some of them are actual natural. They're like water. They're like fruit-infused water recipes. And I have a couple on the website. But most of these have, most of them are Splenda. 
it'll have Splenda and Acesulf and potassium and some still have aspartame, and it's just fake sugar water. And she drinks these all the time, and she just doesn't listen. So please listen. If you're diabetic, just radically change your diet, guys. We have an episode on natural ways to change uh, your type 2 diabetes where you can eradicate it in six months. I mean, essentially, it's adopt a, a relatively ketogenic or low-carb diet and exercise and don't drink beer and don't eat a lot of grains and increase your produce. And I mean, there's other things, juicing. I mean, there's a lot of green juicing, I should say. There's a lot of things that you can do. So don't fall for the, the idea that you have this as a death sentence and it's going to eventually lead to blindness and your limbs getting cut off and so forth. All right, another possible thing that can that aspartame can lead to is emotional disorders. Yeah, we don't have enough of those, right? In a double-blind study of the effects of aspartame on persons with mood disorders, findings, findings showed a large increase in serious symptoms for persons taking aspartame. So, since some of the symptoms were so serious, the Institutional Review Board, the IRB, had to stop the study. So the IRB, if you're ever wanting to do a study, let's say you're a psychologist or some, so you're doing some study, at a university, normally the IRB are the ones that will approve it or not approve it before you start. Three of the participants had said that they had been poisoned by aspartame. Well, we all have been poisoned by it. Researchers concluded that, quote, individuals with mood disorders are particularly sensitive to this artificial sweetener and its use in the population should be discouraged, close quote. One, research sta- re- one researcher stated that about aspartame, quote, I know it causes seizures. I'm convinced also that it definitely causes behavioral changes. I'm very angry that this substance is on the market. I personally question the reliability and validity of any studies funded by NutraSweet Company, close quote. Additionally, there are numerous reported cases of low brain serotonin levels, depression, and other emotional disorders that have been linked to aspartame and often are relieved by stopping the intake of aspartame. So we know that aspartame affects the microbiome. We know this. There's been numerous studies showing that it, it leads to what we would call dysbiosis, right? Disabnormal or difficulty or just throwing it off. And we know that serotonin is produced in the microbiome as well. So go back to the episode we did on the gut microbiome. We have two, I think, on it. And it's understandable why aspartame would lead to mood problems. I mean, I'm sure there's other reasons that, that it exacerbates it, but if serotonin is largely made in the gut and our gut's in dysbiosis and our gut can't make serotonin, uh, that would make it be understandable why we would have higher rates of, of depression. So if you know anybody who has, I mean, I know a lot of people who were borderline, bipolar, depressed, anxious, delusional. I mean, I don't know a lot of delusional people, but unfortunately I know a lot of borderline people. Um get them to get off these things. I mean, get everybody to get off these things, to be completely honest. All right. Aspartame also increases your chances of getting seizures. This is one of the two big ones. So if you ask 100 people in the street, What's, why is aspartame bad? I'd say maybe 15 no. And then the 15 who do know, most of the time they're going to say either brain, tumors, and rats, or seizures. Those are kind of the two biggest side effects uh, that aspartame is known for. 
With the large and growing number of seizures caused by aspartame, it is said that the Epilepsy Foundation is promoting the safety of aspartame. Quote, the safety of aspartame. At, Ma- at MIT, 80 people who had suffered seizures after ingesting aspartame were surveyed. Community Nutrition Institute concluded the following about the survey. Quote, These 80 cases meet the FDA's own definition of an imminent hazard to the public health, which requires the FDA to ex- expeditiously remove a product from the market. Close quote. Both the Air Force's magazine Flying Safety and the Navy's magazine Navy Physiology publish articles warning about the many dangers of aspartame, including the cumulative delirious effects of methanol, formaldehyde, and the greater likelihood of birth defects. The articles note that the ingestion of aspartame can make pilots more susceptible to seizures and vertigo. Wow, that's not a problem, right? We, we don't want to have seizures while you're flying? Come on. You can fly like Maverick and Top Gun and flip your plane upside down, right, to give somebody the finger. 20 articles. Did you, did you hear they're doing a, a sequel to Top Gun? Top Gun's, Tom Cruise is going to be the flight instructor and Miles Teller and the guy from Set It Off. Or what, What's the Netflix romantic comedy with Lucy Liu and uh, Leia Thompson's daughter? Oh, I forgot. Anyways, he's a tall, blonde, good-looking guy. He's going to be in it, too. Set it off. Get it off. Set it up. Set it up. Set it up. Yeah, it's a good rom-com on Netflix. 20 articles sounding warnings about ingesting aspartame while flying have also appeared in the National Business, Aircraft Association Digest, Aviation Medical Bulletin, the Aviation Consumer, Canadian General Aviation News, Pacific Flyer, General Aviation News, General Safety Digest, and Plane and Pilot. All these magazines about flying. And a paper warning about aspartame was presented at the 57th annual meeting of the Aerospace Medical Association. A hotline was even set up for pilots suffering from acute reactions to aspartame ingestion. Over 600 pilots have reported symptoms, including some who have reported suffering grand mal seizures in the cockpit due to aspartame. All right, well, we know we know that it causes seizures in rats. And anecdotally, through all these 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 aviation journals that it causes problems in humans. In general, though, if you know somebody has epilepsy, ketogenic diet, that's the way to go. That That's how we learned about ketogenic being so good for us, is they did a ketogenic diet on people who had epilepsy back in the 1920s and 1930s. They got them off carbs and gave them a high-fat diet, and the seizures went away. So it's one of the many reasons uh, why maybe you should try keto for a little while. But definitely, if you have a history of seizures, get off the aspartame. And really get off the drugs and see if you can just do keto, if keto gets the seizures to go away. Okay, so those are some of the main effects caused by aspartame. I also wanted to, to, to enumerate some of the other ones that it's been known to have issues with. Nausea, numbness, muscle spasms, weight gain, depression, emotional disorders, fatigue, irritability, rapid heartbeat, insomnia, vision problems, hearing loss, heart palpitations, breathing difficulties, anxiety, slurred speech, loss of taste, joint pain, tinnitus, vertigo, multiple sclerosis. I've heard the multiple sclerosis one where if you know anyone who has it, get them off aspartame. Lots of times it it, it ameliorates it or makes it better. Chronic fatigue syndrome, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, lymphoma, fibromyalgia, diabetes. Yeah. All right. So let's go into some of the reasons why you don't know about this and some of the interesting history of aspartame. So most people don't know about it because just most people don't know about a lot of medical stuff. That's the whole point of 
this podcast and other podcasts that elucidate some of the, the shadiness and medical malfeasance that goes on about. It. And so most people, like I mentioned, you go ask 100 people if aspartame is bad for you. Most of them are going to even, not even know what, what aspartame is. Another thing is a lot of people don't associate their symptoms with long-term use of aspartame. So for the people who have killed a significant percentage of the brain cells and therefore cause a chronic illness, there's no way that they would know that they normally associate such an illness with aspartame. So, I mean, you, it, it's like doing an elimination diet. You, know, you can have bloating and farting and, and diarrhea and joint pain and, and brain fog and all these things and never think, oh, it's dairy. Let me do an elimination diet. And if you don't know what an elimination diet is, go back to the episodes like episode six. It's way back in the early days. And they just don't make the connection. If they make the connection, the symptoms go away. That's great. It's the same thing with aspartame. If they just try to, to do an elimination diet and get rid of aspartame for a week, they'll see. you'll see if some of your symptoms go away. So look, there's been a lot of medical malfeasance associated with aspartame because clearly there's a lot of money to be made by having this on the market and marketing it up the wazoo and essentially bribing the idiotic American Diabetes Association and doctors into thinking that it's good for you. So how aspartame was approved as a lesson is how chemical and pharmaceutical companies can manipulate government agencies such as the FDA, bribe organizations such as the American Dietetic Association, not even look at that, see, and flood the scientific community with flawed and fraudulent industry-sponsored studies funded by the makers of aspartame. This goes back to fluoride, too. If you go back to the early days when they pushed fluoridated water into us, the ADA, the American Dental Association, sponsored by a lot of studies by Carnegie Mellon and pushed by their advertising people, including Edwards, Edward Bernays, the master of advertisement and the nephew of Sigmund Freud, it's the same thing. They pushed all this faulty data until people believed it, and that's why it's in the water. Even recently, a colleague of mine questioned the fact whether or not uh, fluoridated water is bad for us. And so I was like, all right, go, go do your own research. Eric Millstone, a researcher at the Science Policy Research Unit of Sussex in England, has compiled thousands of pages of ev- evidence, some of which have been obtained using the Freedom of Information Act, showing, quote, laboratory tests were faked and dangers were concealed. Tumors were removed from animals, and animals that had died were restored to life, quote-unquote, in laboratory records. False and misleading statements were made to the FDA. The two U.S. attorneys given the task of bringing fraud charges against the aspartame manufacturers took positions with the manufacturer's law firm, letting the statute of limitations run out. Good old revolving door. The commissioner of the FDA overruled the objections of the FDA's own scientific board of inquiry. Shortly after that decision, he took a position with Burleson Marsteller, the firm in charge of public relations for J.D. Searle, the company who discovered and was trying to get aspartame approved. Yeah, um, A public board of inquiry was conducted in 1980. There were three scientists who reviewed the objections of Olney and Turner. Olney and Turner were two of the scientists that worked for Searle. And so when aspartame was, quote, discovered as an anti-ulcer drug way back in the 50s, Olney did studies for decades on animals and on humans. And he would publish these studies, and he conclusively said aspartame should never be approved for human ingestion, ever. So anyways, Olney and Turner were part of this board, and they voted unanimously against aspartame's approval. The FDA commissioner at the time, Dr. Arthur Holes Hayes, then created a five-person scientific commission to to review the findings of the Public Board of Inquiry. 
after it became clear that the commissioner the commission would uphold Olney's Public Board of Inquiry Committee's decision against it, another person was added to the commission to create a deadlock. This allowed the FDA commissioner to break the deadlock and approve aspartame for dry goods in 1981. So let me flesh this out because there's more to it. So the Public Board of Inquiry said, no way. Only was part of this. Said, no way, no way, no way. Reagan was brought in as president in 1981, right? He was brought in January. He was inaugurated in January 81, and he was shot in a month later. But anyways, so he brought in this new FDA commissioner because the previous one in the 70s under Carter was against aspartame approval. So then he brought in a new guy, Dr. Arthur Hull Hayes, who had, of course, connections to big pharma, big medicine. And he was the one who was pushing it. So when Olney's public board of inquiry is like, no, you're not going to get this approved, he added another dude to cause a gridlock, a stalemate, a deadlock. And then he, as FDA commissioner, who had connections to all these companies, approved it. Okay. So, look, again, Reagan was a Republican. Rumsfeld, who was in charge of, who was the CEO of Searle, the company who who founded Aspartame, was trying to get it approved. They're all connected, right? And don't this is not like an anti-Republican tirade. This, all politicians are corrupt, all of them. But that's kind of the, the story of how it got approved from there. It's just horrible. It was horrible. In 1987, Dr. Jacqueline Verrett, a senior scientist in the FDA Bureau of Feuds, testified before the U.S. Senate stating that the experiments conducted by Searle were a disaster. She stated that her team was instructed not to comment or to be concerned with the overly overall validity of the studies. She stated that questions about birth defects had not been answered. She continued her testimony by discussing the facts that DKP, which is one of the enzymes that it breaks down to, has been shown to increase uterine polyps, great, and change blood cholesterol, and that increasing the temperature of the product leads to an increase in production of DKP. Okay, so we know, and this came out with a lot of, um, in the Gulf War, back in the, in the early 90s when Bush sent us to Kuwait to liberate Kuwait, uh, a lot of Diet Coke was, was sent to uh, Iraq to, to give to the, 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 the soldiers, right? And a lot of the, these diet sodas were kept in warehouses where they got exceedingly hot. And so what happened, similar to plastics, right, with bisphenol A when it warms up, um, DKP gets very toxic the hotter your drink gets. And so a lot of these veterans, or a lot of these now veterans, drank the Diet Coke, and this led to to a lot of what we would call Gulf War, Gulf War Syndrome. Now, that's anecdotal. I can't prove it. But there is a, a great kind of like, I wouldn't say conspiracy theory, but there's a great kind of study about that. And the biggest conspiracy theory about uh, former GIs is depleted uranium, how so many of the vets are coming back with radiation poisoning because of depleted uranium, but that's a completely separate fact. All right, let's look a little at the revolving door. The FDA and the manufacturers of aspartame have had a revolving door of employment for many years. In addition to the FDA commissioner and two U.S. US attorneys leaving to take positions with companies connected with Searle, four other FDA officials connected with the approval of aspartame took took positions connected with NutraSuite, the company that Searle created, between 1979 and 1982, including the deputy FDA commissioner, the special assistant to the FDA commissioner, the associate director of the Bureau of Foods and Toxicology, and the attorney involved with the Public Board of Inquiry. Hmm, great. It is important to realize that this type of revolving door activity has been going on for decades. Yeah, we actually have an episode about the revolving door. Go back, it's on episode 100. And that one has more to do with Big Pharma's revolving door with the FDA and the CDC. 
The Townsend Letter, formerly the Townsend Letter for Doctors and Patients from 1992, reported on a study revealing that 37 of the 49 top FDA officials who left the FDA took positions with companies they had regulated. So that's 75%. They also reported that over 150 FDA officials owned stock and drug companies that were assigned to manage. Many organizations and universities release large sums of money from companies connected to the NutraSweet Association, a group of companies promoting the use of aspartame. In 1993, the American Dietetic Association received a $75,000 grant from the NutraSweet company. Oh, that's not keeping them. That's not a bribe, right? The American Dietetic Association has stated that the NutraSweet company writes their fact sheet. Look at that. So they, they, the American Dietetic Association is like, yeah, uh, we, we really don't deal with this. So we'll just let this company write the fact sheet about aspartame, yeah, because they don't have a conflict of interest. Of course not. The revolving door is infuriating, and this, and this drives me crazy. I was talking to another colleague about vaccines, and I was telling them how Gardasil has led to the deaths of something like 80 women. And she was like, okay, what's the proof? And I said, well, okay, the CDC. Because, you know, with a lot of people, you have to give them some, some veritable organization. And then, and, but then I made the point, it's like the CDC has a vested interest in promoting vaccines because the CDC is the largest purveyor, purchaser of vaccines from big pharma companies because they're the ones that are responsible for passing them out and giving them to free, place, to free places, community clinics and schools and so forth. Also, they're the safeguard and the watchdog. And so they have a high, a high conflict of interest about whether, you know, to, to, to maintain the lie that some vaccines have neurotoxic adjuvants in it that could cause major problems. So going to the, the CDC as proof that vaccines are safe, it's like going to a wolf after they've eaten a sheep and like, oh, I, 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 don't, I don't eat sheep. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, come on. Okay, let's finish up. Okay, so what are my final takeaways regarding aspartame? Well, clearly don't ingest it anymore. And I mean, again, the big the big area you're going to get is from gum, diet sodas, uh, those those water flavored drinks. Those are really the big ones because a lot of the other ones you're going to have to read the ingredient list. And look, guys, I mean, if you're putting something in your mouth, you need to be responsible for what's in it. You got to read the ingredient list and you got to look for aspartame or I mean, we might have a separate episode later on Splenda and and Potassium, but look, this stuff breaks down into rat poison, formaldehyde, I mean, and wood alcohol. I mean, do we really want these things in our body? About 10 years ago, also, New Mexico tried to pass legislation to get it banned. There's been several countries that have been trying to get it banned. California recently pushed legislation to get it labeled as a class one carcinogen, so in any product that had aspartame, it would say on it, this contains a class one carcinogen. I mean, this is serious stuff, okay? This is not some conspiracy theory. Don't Google, is aspartame you know, safe for you, and then go to the Mayo Clinic website, or WebMD, or you know, the American Dietetics Association, because again, revolving door, always see who benefits, quo bono, who is pushing the studies. They have a vested interest in maintaining the lie that aspartame is healthy because there's money to be made. They are getting kickbacks. They are getting money from promoting aspartame. Do I get money for 
not promoting aspartame for telling you that's dangerous? Does Mercola? Probably not. No, we don't. We don't have a vested interest. It's the same thing with the vaccine debate. Pro-vaccine people, they don't get it. It's like there's a monetary interest in promoting that vaccines are still safe, even though if you look at the Simpson-Wood conference memos, the Thompson-Hooker leaking controversy. I mean, go back to those episodes I did on vaccines. I mean, there's so many smoking guns about vaccines. Go back to Big Pharma, too. I mean, there's billions of dollars that are invested in, in, in lying to you that drugs don't have side effects. And so they try to minimize the exposure of it, just like with antidepressants, SSRIs that are linked to homicidal, suicidal ideation. I mean, these are things they don't want you to know. So we don't have a vested interest in warning you about it. Going back to the vaccines, they have a promoted vested interest in telling you that it's good for you. What vested interest do I have in telling you that it's, it might be problematic? None. I don't make money telling you to be careful on vaccines or to be careful on drugs. So always look at quo bono. Who benefits? Who financially benefits? Who benefits PR-wise? Stay off these toxins. Stay off of them. This is one of those things where you actually can control the amount of aspartame that is put in your body. It's not like fluoridated water where you'd have to buy a filter. You can literally, if you do a, a you know quasi-paleo diet and stay away from middle aisle foods, but it's pretty easy to stay away from aspartame nowadays because it's mostly in gum, flavored water, diet sodas, and then anything that says low fat or diet. So the yogurts, you know, they still have sugar-free pudding, sugar-free jello, lush, you know, sugar-free ice cream. Stay away from all of those. So if you stay away from anything that says diet or sugar-free, you know you're avoiding aspartame in that regard. Now, when it comes to some of the packaged foods, and you got to be more weary because there are cereals that have it. There are breakfast drinks that have it there are energy bars and granola bars that have it most of the aforementioned though now have splenda they don't have aspartame and don't be like oh these companies care about our health no splenda is something like a hundred times sweeter than aspartame so again they want to get you on that bliss point that perfect combination of sugar fat and and sweetness so they're not taking it out because they care about you. They don't give a damn about you. They're putting that in acesulfan potassium and the other super sweetener because they're much sweeter and they want you to get hooked on their product. So open your eyes. Get off this crap. Convince your parents to get off this crap. They're the hardest ones. But look, you know what Jesus told the apostles when, they, when he sent them out to go door to door? Tell them the message. But if they don't listen to the message, shake the dust off your feet and get the hell out. You know, you can only do so much with people in your family. They're the hardest ones to convert. But at least you'll have a clean conscience. You told them, this, this stuff's bad for you. Get it out. Or you could be like one of the people who love hoarders. And when the hoarders are not around, just clean out their garage and see them panic and freak out. So you could do that with your parents. You could throw out all the diet soda, but they're just going to go buy more diet soda and then be mad at you. But at least you tried. And then any of you have parents or any of you have children, my parents gave me diet soda all the time because I thought, you know, I trusted them when I was very young, and then when I got older, I just thought that, again, it didn't have sugar, so it's going to help me lose weight. It didn't help me lose weight. And then even, even after I lost my weight, I would eat so much aspartame-laden foods. I remember Dairy Queen used to have blizzards. Uh, they were called breezes because they actually had aspartame in it. So it was lower-calorie, lower um, lower calorie food. And you still would put M&Ms and Butterfingers in it, which brought sugar. But the, the ice cream part was was aspartame-laden, and it tasted like garbage, of course. I mean, now I never drink sodas 
because it's literally Coca cancer in general. But when I drink a soda, I can tell immediately if, it, if, it's, if it's a Diet Coke or not because it has that chemically taste and it's nasty. It's nasty. So if you have children, it is incumbent upon you to get this crap out of their life, just like it's incumbent upon you to get food dyes out of their life and to limit their screens and to filter their water and to get hormone disruptors out. It is your job. You are the parent. You are the guardian. Just like when I talked about in the end of the the big and tall, the big and fat store, the Confessions of an Obese Child, episode 14. And I lament when I, I talk about when I go to all-you-can-eat buffets, and it just drives me crazy. Now, granted, I don't go to all-you-can-eat buffets like Golden Crown anymore. But to see these, these overweight parents taking their overweight kids to these all-you-can-eat buffets when they are just maintaining generational obesity. And you can say, oh, they don't know any better what food's bad for you. No, we all know what food is bad for us. Let's not be stupid. We're lazy about what we know what food is bad for us. We just choose to not get off of it. But as a parent, your job is to make sure your kids don't end up overweight or sick. Right? That is your number one job. So get to it. There are absolutely no excuses. As always, hit the subscribe button. Takes you two seconds. And always post a review for Holistic Health News and Confessions of an Obese Child and Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.